Welcome. Today we're talking about maternal fetal medicine and routine OB care. We're learning the difference between what those are, and we're going to learn about high-risk pregnancy today as well. My guest is Dr. Brennan Fitzpatrick. He's the Director of Perinatal Medicine and Ultrasound at Deaconess, the Women's Hospital. Dr. Fitzpatrick, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell us what is a maternal fetal medicine specialist? What do you focus on? Thank you so much for having me. Um, a maternal fetal medicine uh, specialist or maternal fetal medicine as a subspecialty of obstetrics and gynecology um, is a physician who completes a four-year obstetrics and gynecology residency and then can seek three years of additional training um, to care for high-risk pregnancies. Well, then let's talk about high-risk pregnancy. What conditions or complications would constitute a high-risk pregnancy? So a high-risk pregnancy is a pregnancy that is at higher risk of experiencing complications both with mother and or baby. Um, some high-risk conditions that affect mothers include high blood pressure, diabetes, uh, autoimmune diseases such as lupus. Um, fetal conditions or conditions that affect the baby include diagnosis and management of birth defects, uh, congenital infections, congenital anemia, um, Patients can also have issues that are associated with the pregnancy itself, such as multiple gestation, twins, triplets, etc., uh, preterm birth, uh, preeclampsia, which is a high blood pressure disease that we see just uh, during pregnancy, uh, and things like severe bleeding at or around the time of delivery also would be a high-risk issue. These are so scary, and as I was somebody who, with my first child, had a high-risk pregnancy, tell us a little bit about how it affects a woman's care throughout the pregnancy. It, we used to hear a lot about women having to go to bed while they were pregnant, mm -hmm. and is, is that mm -hmm. still something that happens? Tell us a little bit about what happens for the woman when she is told that this is a high-risk pregnancy. You know, certainly um, the management is going to vary uh, based on um, the specific condition that we're dealing with. It's interesting because in reality, um, you know, we used to talk a lot uh, about bed rest and, you know, the most recent um, studies that have looked at bed rest and virtually almost every condition uh, have shown that um, it uh, tends not to be of benefit. So, you know, for women who are experiencing high-risk pregnancy, a lot of it is, is really about um, uh, putting strategies in place to reduce risk. And, you know, you want to uh, select strategies that have been shown via um, looking at strategies through different types of studies that show benefit. And a lot of that has to do with um, surveillance. So, you know, if we're dealing with moms uh, with diabetes, it's making sure that their blood sugars are under good control. Uh, in patients that have chronic high blood pressure, it's about uh, monitoring that blood pressure and ensuring that the patient uh, doesn't develop uh, signs or symptoms of things like preeclampsia uh, in issues where we see a baby small or has uh, other specific issue uh, that we're monitoring that baby to try to ensure that we're reducing the risk of stillbirth. So really the experience that a mom will have during her pregnancy uh, is in a very real way going to be determined uh, by the type of issue that she has. And what about for baby, Dr. Fitzpatrick? Obviously, as you said, it depends on the condition, but women with a high-risk pregnancy are really concerned about preterm 
labor and mm-hmm. as you said stillbirth god forbid so what like if if a woman has diabetes or high blood pressure what should she mm-hmm. be concerned about for the baby well i i think the thing about diabetes in particular is that um you know we talk about risks associated with diabetes and there's no question that patients um who have both pre-gestational diabetes, which is diabetes that exists prior to the pregnancy, uh, as well as gestational diabetes, that those patients are at higher risk for complications, both uh, maternal and fetal. But from a baby perspective, we do know that if patients have good control, um, that those risks can be as low as they would be for a patient that doesn't have diabetes. We can never completely eliminate risk, but we can certainly reduce risk. Uh, I think, you know, from the standpoint of dealing with chronic hypertension or or patients that ultimately develop preeclampsia, that in those uh, particular cases, uh, you really get concerned that you're going to be in a position where you have to deliver the baby preterm. And that inherently uh, has its own risks. And, um, you know, in those cases, you're trying to do everything that you can to optimize the baby for um, delivery. Sometimes that includes giving moms um, steroids to help the baby's lungs mature. Sometimes it involves giving a medicine called magnesium sulfate, which is thought to reduce the risk of cerebral palsy in babies that are born less than 32 weeks. Um, So there's no question that with those specific issues that we look at risks, and like I said, our job is really to put strategies in place to reduce it. Then tell us about some of those strategies. What kinds of services are available, both for normal and high-risk pregnancies through your group? So we really only see uh, high-risk um, pregnancies. I will say that we do um, provide a pretty broad scope of ultrasound for uh, the routine, and a lot of the docs will access us for that. And we have a very robust um, ultrasound department, but our primary focus is on high-risk services. And those services really entail prenatal diagnosis, which is really trying to identify uh, at-risk babies um, while they're um, in utero so that we can uh, provide management options for those uh, patients. We use ultrasound technology uh, to screen babies for birth defects, a uh, specially trained group of individuals called genetic counselors, which help us to kind of counsel patients with respect to genetic risks uh, during the pregnancy. So genetic counseling services, um, ultrasound, we do a full array of, you know, prenatal diagnostic procedures. um, And that accounts for probably 30 to 40 percent of what we do. Um, We provide counseling and management strategies for moms that have underlying uh, issues, as we talked about before. We do a lot of management of uh, inpatient pregnancies, so pregnancies that have been complicated by uh, preterm labor or preterm premature rupture of the membranes where the amniotic sac has uh, ruptured and so the womb is essentially open to the world. um, And those sort of have a special set of risks that we have to account for. And obviously, patients with hypertensive disease and pregnancy with preeclampsia will manage those patients as inpatients. We do do deliveries. We don't um, do as much as most general OB providers do because the patients that we are seeing tend to be uh, more complicated. We really do try to strive to get um, patients delivered if we can 
in their own community with the physician that they've been seeing in many cases for the span of their lifetime. Um, so, you know, I think for us, it is, like I said, primarily focused on uh, management of those high-risk issues that we see during pregnancy. Well, thank you for clearing that up, Dr. Fitzpatrick, about how the care provided by a maternal fetal medicine specialist is different from obstetrical care. So why is it important that they're under the care of both physicians? Tell us how you work together. I think it's uh, a great question, and I think it's the question that, you know, I think patients uh, most commonly ask. And, you know, we work really, really closely with the obstetrical care providers um, their job is really to identify high-risk issues in pregnancy, to you know identify those patients uh, that need maternal-fetal medicine specialists involved in their care. And as I've said before, you know our job is to put strategies in place to reduce uh, risks. Um, sometimes we're able to just define a plan for the obstetrical care provider to follow. Uh, sometimes we co-manage throughout the pregnancy with the obstetrical care provider uh, to provide appropriate surveillance. Rarely, like I said, we'll assist with difficult deliveries. Um, and, and as I said before, the goal is always to have patients maintain a close relationship with their OB provider and for the primary OB providers to deliver their patients. The other thing that we tend to be involved with and, and help the obstetrical care providers with uh, is that a lot of times there are some extremely difficult cases that come up, uh, some cases in which a baby has a significant birth defect um, that will go ahead and assume care of the patient for their routine prenatal care. Uh, and in many of those cases, the patient will deliver at a center with surgeons who are able to correct the birth defect or subspecialists that can uh, address some very uh, sophisticated and complex issues. Um, and then what we do is work to get those patients back with their general OB providers. Wow, so much great information. And like I said, it can be such a scary time for families. Tell us what you would like us to know, what you want the take-home message to be about maternal fetal medicine and what you can do for women. Give us your best advice. There's no question that, you know, parents really expect um, that when they go through a pregnancy that, you know, everything is going to go perfectly and then you end up in your primary OB's office and, you know, the OB says, we've identified this issue or that, that we think that this is an issue. Um, and I think that that just increases anxiety uh, exponentially. And I think that that can be really, really, really challenging for patients. Um, and I think, you know, what we want to do is not only to you know help patients um, get through uh, the pregnancy and and sort of be on top of those high risk issues, but also to reduce um, anxiety and provide that uh, level of support. I think even in the setting of a high risk pregnancy, um, patients need to know that the highest probability outcome is. A successful pregnancy. And so uh, from that perspective, um, you know, I think we really want to work hard to um, ease anxiety and to provide support in a way um, that sort of helps patients get through the pregnancy and understand uh, that, again, uh, in all likelihood, they're going to be successful. What important work that you do, Dr. Fitzpatrick. Thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your expertise. That wraps up this episode of the Women's Hospital, a place for all your life. To schedule an appointment and to learn more about high-risk pregnancy and tri-state perinatology at the Women's Hospital, 
head on over to our website at deaconess.com slash TSP for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. If you found this podcast informative, please share with other couples that you know, share on your social media, and be sure to check out all the other interesting podcasts in our library. I'm Melanie Cole.